this is Marshawn Lynch, man, from the Seattle Seahawks. You're listening to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP. You know, that's what they're known for. They're known for talking about sports and music and all that other stuff, you know. Stuff that stimulates your, your mentals, it, it helps you get your bread, and it helps you uh, get this chicken. So, you know, with the theater face and stuff like that. So, I need to go ahead and listen to the whole entire episode and also listen to the music at the end of the show. Because the music going to help stimulate y'all minds and stimulate y'all mentals and, and get, help you get this bread and get this chicken. So, go ahead and want y'all do that. Listen to Magnificent Vibes podcast and, and I'm about to be out the door. So, you know. Y'all take it easy. Y'all be good. Get you some popcorn and listen to the show. Alright? Peace. Long time. We shouldn't have left y'all hanging. <laughs> man, what happened, man? We 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 were set to come back, finish out a bracket, and we end up taking a, a, a five-week uh, unplanned hiatus. <laughs> hey, man, I know people was waiting for us to finish that bracket, bro. Hey man, we gonna have to put that on ice for when we got a slow news cycle. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. They can people can wait, man. We appreciate y'all patience. We are back for the 2020 <laughs> year, man. 220. Yes, yeah. Hey man, I was hoping Chris Chris wasn't our, our kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we got a little stayos virus, man. You know? <laughs> Going four months without dropping the episode, you know. <laughs> He come back, do our show, and kill it. <laughs> right, right, right. He said a virus on us, man. <laughs> no, but shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. And shout out to Brother Sanders, man. Hey, Sanders held it down for us, man. Brother Sanders <laughs> was holding down Magnificent Vibes while we were gone with that with that dope, those two dope mixtapes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, 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 shout, and, and shout out to Brother Sanders for that nice promotion that he did for us you know what i mean yes yes so added added jeffrey for fresh prince to the, to, to the video <laughs> man that was dope man that was excellent that was excellent oh that killed me man that killed me yeah man me and Roddy, we had to, we had to get an exchange of encouragement you know what i'm saying brother sanders house you know what i'm saying in his den in his garage he was working on a young young bible studies alternator you know he called us. He called us over because you know he didn't want to be there by himself with us. So you know we came through doing some records. Hey, he heeded the counsel we gave him. You know, <laughs> he still got those Ohio Player records and <laughs> and those and those Red Fox albums. <laughs> he got to get rid of those. He got to work on on that. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, real, real quick, man. I got I got like five weeks worth of shoutouts. I got I'm gonna run through them real quick, man. Shout okay. out to all those friends out there taking blood transfusions. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, shout out to, to everybody who went to elder school recently or who is still in elder school currently. Shout out to y'all brothers. Uh, Bye. Oh, thanks, thanks, Ian. Thanks. Uh, two weeks ago to me. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I like, like 90% of my elder body is going on, uh, over the next, within, within like a three week period. Um, I'm like, like me and another brother, we're like the only ones not going. But, um, shout out to those brothers. Real quick, um, shout out, shout out on in, inside of that shout out. Shout out to Ian's mom and dad for feeding me on that week of elder school. Oh, yeah, they told me. They told me, hey, yeah. Man, that was nice, man. It was, it was nice to see Ray, you know, see Daryl and, you know, Sherry. They, they, they looked at me like, wait a minute, who is this? And I'm like, <laughs> Ronnie, dude, like, y'all don't know who I am? Yeah, I, know I, I know I stick a ton of dynamite in my hair and blew it up. <laughs> I don't got no hair anymore, but man, I look that different. Yeah, my mom, yeah, my mom told me she was like, "Yeah, it was so nice to see Ronnie." He was like, "It's funny, I knew him as a kid. Now he's a middle-aged elder." <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it was good to see them, man. They brought back some old memories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you was back at the old building, right? Yeah, back at the hey, hey, where I got spiritually raised at ninety third in Greenwood. Shouts out, man. I seen a lot of friends I ain't seen in years, man. Big, that's great. I can that's, name Paul, but big shout out to them. That's great. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. That was that was where they had the '95 draft class at. The, the, the legendary '95 <laughs> draft class. Matter of fact, today is the anniversary, ain't it? Yes. Yes, you are right. Yeah. Yeah. Today is the anniversary, man. You are right. Yeah, I've been. <laughs> man, it's 25 years. We've yeah, man. We got baptized on this day. See, it was fitting that we had the show today. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> fate, fate is a funny thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny thing. <laughs> That's why I'm keeping it at that. <laughs> right. Everything comes full circle. Everything comes full circle. Hey, 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 one last. Oh, cut two more shout outs. Two more shout outs. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Shout out to those brothers who are inflexible with their meeting times. And don't want to change their meeting times and, and, and move it back so the friends have enough time to clear out. Shout out to them, brothers. <laughs> we, 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 why y'all got to be like that, man? Why y'all got to be like that? We, we had a big meeting, called everybody together. <clears throat> now, long story short, man, my congregation, we've been meeting at 2.30 for 16 months. Because when, when the reorg came down in late 2018... The CEO was like, well, you know, we don't want to upset the Apple cart too much. A lot of friends will be moving around. Y'all going to be going to the building. Just keep your current meeting time as your current meeting time, which was 2.30. Right. So so, so, so now 2.20 hits and you guys have to make the rotation. Right. So now we inherit the early slot. So it's up to us. Y'all want to do 9, 9.30. We say, all right, we'll, we'll do 9.30. 9 o'clock is kind of early for our friends. We got a lot of friends. We got children. Let's do 9.30. The congregation scheduled to come in after us. Oh well, well, well. We we was meeting at eleven forty-five. We still want to meet at eleven forty-five. No, no, you can't do that, man. Like, like that's not enough time for us to clear out. Just, just go to twelve thirty. Right. We gonna we gonna lose eleven forty-five. Yeah, that's the point. It switches every year. Well, you know our friends. You know, yeah, your friends gonna have to adjust just like how our friends have, have adjusted. Oh well, can we do can we do twelve? No, I don't think that's that's enough time, brother. That only gives us. 45 minutes to end our meeting and for y'all before y'all's meeting starts right you know, well we want to do 12 we want to get in and get out 
something. We were at 1145. Uh, and what's up with all this 1145 now? Like, when did, when, when, when did this start? <laughs> See, that's why I'm glad I ain't on Sundays no more. I'm on Saturdays, baby. No, they ain't got to fight with no congregations, you know? Oh, oh, we got a 1145 meeting on Saturday. Oh, wow. It's like, what difference does 15 minutes make? Just do it as well. Long story short, they didn't want to go to 1230. They wanted to come in at 12. Very first week. Our meeting runs long because, of course, our speaker didn't show up. <clears throat> so our meeting runs long. We don't even end our meeting until, like, it was supposed to end at 1115. We don't even end until 1140. So we're trying to rush up and get out of there because they're already filing in, standing at the door all angry and honking at our friends in the parking lot. We, we're trying to get out. We can't get out the parking lot because they're coming in so hard, jamming us up, and they don't want to wait. <laughs> Sisters are coming in, taking stuff out of seats, putting stuff, putting wash towels in seats, reserving seats for people who don't who ain't even in their car group or there yet. You know what I'm saying? Saying rude things to my wife. Come on, man. Y'all got to do better. Y'all got to do better, man. We get it. Y'all want to come in for y'all meeting. But be, observe the rules of etiquette, man, and, and being polite. Right, you know, but that's all. That's on them, brothers, man. We told y'all twelve was too early. Now we, now we jammed up. Now we jammed up. What you going to? <laughs> we gotta have our meeting. We was here first. What do you, what do you want us to do? Just move it to twelve thirty, man. Yeah, nine thirty, twelve thirty. Every hall has a three hour gap between y'all on this. Well, we want to get in and get out, kick. What's that about? Yeah, I don't know what that is, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Be, be, be glad you're in the suburbs, Roddy. Hey, man. I'm, I'm just glad I ain't got to rotate with no other congregation, man. We, we Saturday, 1030. Ain't, ain't moved since. <laughs> oh, and shout out to anybody else who was up at 1 o'clock a.m. last night, like me, watching the um, Kansas versus Kansas State fight. <laughs> Dude picked up a stool, didn't he? <laughs> Dude, we going to talk about that later. Yeah, man. I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts on that. I I, I briefly saw some other stuff. So, yeah, man. It, it's... Yeah. Oh, man. I just got some breaking news from my job. Okay. Somebody got removed as a manager. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, snap. Hey, hey, hey. Live. It's breaking live on the show. It's breaking, breaking live on the show. <laughs> Floyd's is under new management. This is real, real, raw, raw, uncut TV right here. <laughs> Not at my location, though. At my wife's location. Ah, okay, okay. That's still breaking news. Ooh, uh, I ain't really <laughs> care for the chick, so. Ah, okay. Things work out. <laughs> yeah, it worked out real good. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to drop a dime on huh? <laughs> Oh, Floyd did drop a dime on him. Man, I you know what I got so many shout outs, but but we'll be all day, man. If I if I get into it, so I'm gonna skip my shout outs real quick. Oh, uh, I will say this though. I will say that I got one more shout out, man. And, and this kind of this kind of on a sad note, but man, this dude needs to get his life together, man. Uh, shout out to Delonte West. Oh yeah, that was that was uncomfortable to watch. Man, that was tough. Oh, so I had to, I could, I, man, dude. Did you see both videos? Yeah, man. People just filming him getting getting beat up. Yeah. I mean, dude was stomping him down. I'm like, what, is it, what did he do to warrant this? Who knows, man? Who knows? I think, I think, I think LeBron injected him with some crazy juice or something after that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
life hasn't been good for this dude since that whole but, but you know what that that kind of makes his his taking into account his his uh what do you want to say mental uh illness it yeah. does explain some things like you know let's not forget what he he's known most known for sleeping with lebron james mom it's like you got to be suffering from some sort of mental illness to do that have you seen lebron james mom Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. That's a rough one, right there. She's not easy on the eyes. You know, you gonna risk the continuity and, and unity of the team for that? Yeah, it's off. This the same mom that that LeBron told to sit your butt down. That's the that's the edited version. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know about that one. Oh, you don't remember that when Paul Pierce got into it with LeBron and and. <laughs> And mom, this was back when, this was back when he was with the, his first stint with the Cavs, and he, I guess he had got a hard foul from Paul Pierce, and Paul Pierce and LeBron started mouthing off and everything, and you know that's when the Celtics and Cavs rivalry was real intense, and LeBron's mom was like going at it with 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 Paul Pierce, and LeBron told you know in the, stop what he was doing. Got away from Paul Pierce and went towards his mom and told him to sit her butt down. This sounds vaguely familiar. This sounds vaguely familiar. He did an angry man. (laughs) (laughs) He did did an angry man on the... (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, man. Let's let's get into this NBA talk, man. You know what? Let's get into this trade talk. I know, Ian, you've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. But uh, a couple of trades just happened. I don't know if you're aware. Trevor Reza is now a Portland Trailblazer. <clears throat> Which is a smart move for them. They, they need a Very smart move. Yeah, very smart And Ken Bazemore, like, didn't he have, like, an inflated contract? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talk about somebody who's got the... Uh, he, he's a, a J.R. Smith award. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> But uh, I don't know if you heard about this other rumor, trade rumor that's happening. But I think it's, you know, if, if you're a team trying to basically get back into the playoff hunt or, or, or stay afloat with the Lakers and Clippers, Robert Covington is on the trading block. Yes, I'm going to get to him. Yeah, for the Timberwolves. And that's the one I know of. Do you know of any other trade rumors? There's, a, there's quite a few. Most of which I'm gonna get to in my in my little segment on the most tradable and untradable players. This it's a, it's a lot of names being thrown out there, but it's 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 just too many to run through. But there, I do want to address the most tradable players and the most untradable players. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm keeping up with it for the most part. But yeah, go ahead. I I'm I, I lately I've been in football mode, so I haven't been really paying attention to. What's been going on as far as trade rumors? Okay, okay. So I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to run. Like I said, I'm not going to run through all the, the names that are floating out there as far as trades. But I'm gonna go through my most three tradable players right now. Players who need to be traded, and I, I feel would do some good for some teams. They would go to and that, that they're being discussed, having being sent to. Um, number one is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is having an All Star year. Should be an All Star. The the teams that that are most that, that, that he's most talked about as going to are the Lakers and the Sixers. I have a feeling that... I, I hate to... I, I think he would do the most good with the Sixers, but I have a feeling that he's going to end up with the Lakers because 
be quite honest, man, they're the only team out there. I would love to see the Clippers. But to be quite honest, man, the Lakers are the only team out there with enough assets, really, and, and enough, you know, other trade bait pieces out there to really acquire him. You know, the Lakers, man. Okay, so out there, you got Derrick Rose. I think the Sixers need Derrick Rose more, though. They, they, need, they need somebody that can step up in the clutch. And I think he will be perfect for that squad. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I, I would love to see him with the Sixers. I do not want to see him go to L.A. and help help out LeBron get get another ring um but the this thing with the Lakers is okay you, you still got Iguodala out there you still got JJ Reddick that is being rumored on the trading block Darren Collins is somehow making a comeback out of between Derek Iggy JJ and Collison mark my words by the end of the year the Lakers will acquire at least two of these people Oh, you're saying two now. You're saying two. So if you had to choose the two, who do you think would be with the Lakers at the end of the year? If I had to put money on it, I would say Iguodala and Collison. Okay. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think, honestly, I don't believe Derrick Rose is going to be in the Lakers uniform this year. I just, I just don't. Um, I didn't think it worked. I, th- I felt like, yeah, yeah. I hate to count the Cleveland year when Derrick Rose was in Cleveland because Derrick was still kind of going through some things at the time. Mm-hmm. And it did work. And him and LeBron didn't really mesh in Cleveland. And so I don't know how now that Derrick Rose has kind of expanded his game a little bit better. He's a much better three-point shooter. He's a much better decision maker with the ball. I don't see how... I, I think the Lakers need shooting. He's a better three-point shooter, but as a score. I don't think, like, like Derrick Rose is not going to go there and just start canning threes. I think no. the Lakers need a 3-and-D player. I don't think they which is, need Derrick Rose. Which is why I think they'll go for, like, a Reddick or, a, a, right. or an Iguodala. Right. Um, but let, let me get back on topic. The, the second most tradable player out there is Robert Covington. Right. Um, I forgot who he was connected to. I think it was... I think it was Dallas that was trying to get him. Okay, so here are the teams that are after Robert Covington. You got the Clippers, Lakers, Rockets, and the Dallas Mavericks, and the Sixers are interested in getting him back. Wow, wow, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a he's a competent defender. He's got a little length on him. He could give you 18, 20 points a game. Um, he's a baller. He's not a turnover factory. And I, I get the feeling he hasn't even peaked yet. I, I, I think, I think that like after with, with another maybe two, maybe three years of development, we can kind of see him turn into like a Chris Middleton type player. Right. The team I see him with, I think, has a, the best chance of getting him is Dallas. And I think the reason why is because they just lost Powell last night. It looked like he tore his Achilles. Yeesh. So they're. They're going to be thin in that area. And you add Covington, that, that'll help them not miss a beat. Now, he doesn't give you the offensive rebounding and the hustle plays as far as in the paint that Powell gives you. But he, you know, he still gives you the, the workmanship that you need to, to make a playoff. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he needs to stay away from Houston. No. No, man, I'm gonna get on Houston later. But he'll, 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 he gonna go over there and die. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right, my third most tradable player is Drew Holiday. 
I love Drew Holiday, and I wish he would get out of that state, please. Yeah, get him out of New Orleans, man. Like, get him I on him. I see him with the Clippers. I, I feel like he fits better with the Clippers. You know what? You're probably right. I, I was going to say the Sixers, but yeah, you're right. He fits better with the Clippers. Or, or the Sixers. You know what? He's he's one of them dudes, man. Anywhere he goes, man, he's going to ball out. He's just, he, just a, he is the baller. I don't see him with the Lakers. But I, I I definitely see him with a grit a gritty team like the Clippers or a 76ers team that need a boost offensively because the Sixers man they can't score dude it's just just put it to like if if Tobias Harris ain't hot you know you got which to, is often yeah who is not as often you got to rely on, on on Richardson who's not hot that Simmons often. you're right and then B Simmons ain't hot that often B always hurt so like. What you got consistently that you can rely on? That's why I felt like losing Jimmy Butler last year really hurt them a little bit because yeah, yeah. it took away a guy that could really give you baskets when you need them. They just don't have that anymore, you know. So if they get a, a holiday, I think that would be an excellent addition for them, and it'll help them climb back into the race uh, for the East. But you know, and Philly's been a very disappointing team this year. Yeah, yeah. Now my five most untradeable players, um, Andre Drummond. I know his name is getting bounced around a lot, but I heard a disturbing statistic uh, concerning the Pistons. They are twenty eighth in the league in a in points scored in the paint by opponents. <laughs> wow, that's that's bad. If you're the starting center. And you're making $28 million a year. I'm assuming he's going to decline his option to re-up with a bigger contract. But, like, and, and it makes sense for Detroit to trade him because it's like, oh, well, he's our biggest asset, which I disagree with. Plus, it's like, okay, we suck with him. We could suck without him. You know what I'm saying? Unload his contract. But, like, if I'm a team looking at Andre Drummond, I'll be very careful about taking him on. Like, the, the team that he's being most talked about going to is the Knicks. You know, hey, why not? You know, y- y'all have made plenty of bad decisions. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Give Andre Drummond a $35 million a year contract. Like, have it. You know. <laughs> the Knicks he's not a bad player. He just doesn't. He's not a wins guy. He's a stat machine. But these stats just don't translate to wins. You know, and it's like. Teams just have a very hard time, it seems, building around big men. I think building around big men is a, is a mistake. You know, not a lot of teams have been able to do that with success. The last big man the league was able to build around really was Shaq, I want to say. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, man. The Knicks, are like, uh, the Knicks are like iPhone updates. Every time an iPhone update comes around, it messes up your phone, even worse than what it already is. <laughs> Right, like, wait, wait, what is this? Why can't I do what I did before? <laughs> like, like my iPhone was working good, man. Why did I have to send an update to like mess up my battery? You know what I mean? Why, why, why is it slowing down my iPhone instead of like the Knicks? That's what the Knicks do, man. They make they make moves that just that that they think is an upgrade to their to, to their franchise, but it it just takes their franchise ten steps back. Well, well, the Fizzle firing seem as it be working out. It, it, sort of, but I mean, the Knicks, uh, man, 
the Knicks want to be in Knicks fans want to be in playoff hunts constantly every year. They want to be competitive every year. They don't want to be constantly down at the bottom. And every year they're down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Let let Andre Drummond go to them, man. And and the other thing too with Andre Drummond, like when you look at Detroit Pistons highlights, it's always Derrick Rose. Always, you don't never see highlights of, of DeAndre Drummond. Never, never. But moving right along, number two most untradeable players, Kevin Love, man. And I, I get it; he's unhappy with Cleveland, but it's like, dude, you really lack the self awareness to realize that they brought you in as a draw to put butts in seats after LeBron left. How did you not know this? <laughs> he's stuck there. He's stuck. He's nowhere he can go. He's making what? It, what is it? Twenty eight, twenty nine million a year? Yeah, ain't nobody taking that contract. And he's a glass man. Yeah, he, he's he's often injured. Like they were talking about uh, sending him to Portland, man. Portland needs to stay away from Kevin Love, man. Like, like don't don't not bring him on board. Like, trust me. All right, number three, Harrison Barnes. He's. He's kind of become an afterthought, man. Like, I, I, like, had to do research on, like, what team he was even with. Because I'm like, man, I thought he was with Dallas. Okay, who's he with? Oh, he's with Sacramento. And it's like, he's putting up 19 points per game. And, you know, but he's he's making, like, $25 million a year, you know, which is a bit much for him. The thing that saves Harrison Barnes is his age. He's only 26 years old. So, you know, once his contract comes off the books... Maybe you could bring him onto onto another team at a cheaper rate. That's more of a contender, but that, I, would, that, I wouldn't be surprised if he end up back in Golden State. Man, man, that that might not be that might not be the bad move. I, I don't get these players who have a good situation and then like in their head they feel like, oh, I need, I need my own team. I need to leave my own mm-hmm. uh, uh, situation, and then you 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 leave a good situation just to go into obscurity like he did, but. I don't get that. Next one up is Reggie Jackson, Pistons. He's another one who I, I forgot even was still in the league. He's making seventeen million a year. I hear they want to clear him off the books, but who would take on Reggie Jackson for seventeen million a year? I don't know. That seems like a Chicago Bulls move, to be quite honest. All the Bulls will do it. They need a point guard, and they'll 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 look. Their division foe. You know, Bulls always look at division foes like that that killed them in, in matchups, and they be like, "Oh yeah, let's get him," and they do it. You know, and Detroit does the same thing with our players. I mean, look at Ben Gordon. You know, Rip Hamilton. You know, those those were terrible moves by both organizations. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. And then finally, my fifth—he should have been higher up on the list. Bulls. I'm sorry, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I get it. Now, finally, my fifth. He probably should have been higher on the list. My fifth most untradeable uh, player, Hassan Whiteside. Um, he, the, the, the Trailblazers are talking about training him, from what I heard. Or read yeah, I heard about that. That's a shame. But get this. he's 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 got a two-year contract. Two years left on his contract. He's making $52.5 million a year. Nobody going to take that. He's making $26 million a year. Hassan Whiteside? Like, he's making... That's that's worse than the Kent Bazemore deal. Yeah, it is. And he's I didn't know Hassan Whiteside was 29 years old. Like I thought I honestly thought he was like 24, 25 because of how immature he still acts. 
Oh, trust me. By 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 All Star break, when we have our mid season awards, he's definitely a candidate for J.R. Smith Award. Man, I did not know he was making. He had he had a two year fifty two million dollar contract right now. Oh yeah, and he's he ain't getting no younger, man. He's he's about to be on the wrong wrong side of thirty. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck getting rid of him, Portland. <laughs> wow. All right, that's it, man. That's, I'm done. That's cool, cool. So uh, you heard it here first here on Magnificent Vibes, uh, the untradeable and tradable pieces. So be on the lookout for that come trade deadline. We look forward to the trade deadline. is always exciting in February. Uh, it actually be more exciting than it's more exciting than All Star Weekend itself. So look forward to that. Uh, Zion is back tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just give my honest opinion on this, and 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 Ray, you you mentioned this, Doctor. Wait a minute, let me correct that. This is Doctor Shabazz was speaking. The prophet, the, the prophet, prophet. can't, can't stop the prophet. Yes, said this last year during the NCAA tournament when uh, Zion was making noise that he's gonna have knee problems, he's gonna have injury issues. Well. Summer league, he got drafted. He got drafted. Summer league, he got hurt. They sat preseason. He played. They played him too much, in my opinion. They played him too much. He got hurt again. Couldn't walk. Uh, you know, was a court out there. He couldn't. He had to learn how to walk again, and all this other stuff. So, I and we didn't get a chance to talk about this because we was off for like a month and a half. But did you see the footage of Zion during his? You know, trying to get back in shape and everything did you see those videos no nah, man i don't i don't man. i don't I don't, bro, I, don't I, I don't waste my time with zion uh, coverage bro 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 he looked like me and you out there <laughs> that's pretty bad <laughs> it, it's bad dude it's bad i think that the pelicans are making a huge mistake letting this man play this season i felt like he should have set out this whole entire season get his body back in lose some weight Get his body in order. Get his knees right. I think he's gonna get hurt again. Oh, oh yeah, you you, for, you forgot you forgot Rodney. He was hurt in high school and he was also hurt at Duke. Oh oh yeah yeah he was he was yeah he he messed up his knee when he busted through a, a, a pair of Nikes. So like dude, I, I I think he's gonna get hurt again. I think the Pelicans are making an awful mistake by letting this man play, but. Hey, it's, a, it's a catch twenty two with Zion because part of his appeal and part of his hype is that he's so heavy and he's such a he's such a uh, physical presence on the court. You can't really guard him. You can't really do anything with him. But at the same time, the weight is also working against him and working against his own body too. Right. So it's like a catch twenty two. It's like answer me this, like because I haven't really gotten a real answer on this. What position is Zion going to play? I have no clue. Because I've heard they want to play him as center? Um, I don't, I don't think that would be a good idea. I don't think so either. Like, he's still only 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. I mean, if you play, they play in San Antonio tonight. So now you, so he's got to deal with the LaMarcus Aldridge, who shoots threes, mid-range jump shots, pump fake, goes to the basket. You think he's going to be able to keep up with all of that? I doubt it. I doubt it. And LaMarcus Aldridge can't jump over a phone booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I doubt it, man. I don't know, man. I, I, 
you know, lasagna for me, it's always been one of those let's wait and see type deals. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll see. <laughs> get into <laughs> all right, so we we wanted to get a chance to do this. I know the 2020 decade has started, but we 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 wanted to do a 2010s all decade show. Basically recap all in the best moments, the best plays, best playoff series, best players. Uh, low lights of the 2020s and best NBA Finals moments. I don't know if you got all of these down in, but I got some. Sure, sure. I got, I got my. Actually, I got like seven low lights and only oh. three highlights. <laughs> I got ten low lights. I got, I got ten of each, man. I got ten of each. So I'm gonna start with low lights. I'm, I'm gonna rank them. And uh, if, if if I got some in here, in you know, if you don't have any, feel free to do that. But uh, at number 10, I got Bill Polian canceling Charles Oakley. This this is what caused, I still, again, I feel like the Knicks are still on that Charles Oakley curse ever since. Ever since they escorted him out. And Charles Oakley almost beat up all the security guards in the process. He throw punches in bunches. Hey, I know. I know. But have the Knicks organization been right ever since? No. Nope. At number nine, Duramori versus Japan. You talked about it on Stay Out, so I, I really liked your input on that on the Stay Out episode too. I, you mean, I was gonna say you mean China? Oh, China. I'm sorry, China. I meant to say China. Don't yeah. don't, don't confuse them, man. We my gonna bad. Get, my bad. gonna get canceled. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. My my bad, China. My bad, China. But yeah, Duramori versus China. You know, everybody knows the story to that. I don't have to really dig deep into that. Go listen to the Stay Out podcast. Ian has very great insight on that one. Uh, at number eight, low low lights, Lynn Sanity. <laughs> was that the most overrated ten games I've ever seen? Yes, it was, dude. That almost made my list, but I was like, hey, this don't deserve to be in my list. <laughs> oh, it deserved to be in mine because it was overrated. It deserves to be in a low light list. I cannot in good, good. Cause see, I just did t- ten memorable moments. <laughs> hey, I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this man play, and I'm like, "Will somebody guard this man? Make this man go left? Can somebody please let this man go left? This dude is trash. Like what? Insanity? I'm sorry, I wasn't sold on it. Never was. And you see what happened after that. Um, at number seven. NBA versus the CBA back in 2012, where that turned out to be a really nasty battle that caused the NBA 2012 season to be shortened to 50 games, which led to um, my number five. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Which leads to actually, that's going to actually coincide with my number five low light. But at number six, the J.R. Smith game in the finals. Uh, 2018 NBA Finals, definitely a low life for Jr. Smith. Even though I, <laughs> I even though I felt like Jr. Smith got unfairly criticized because there was a lot of thing, other things that happened in that game. It was the reason why the Cavs didn't win Game One of that series. But hey, it is is a low life. Um, it gave us the meme of one of the best memes of the of the decade. At number five, Derrick Rose and the Revenge of the Torn ACLs. Yeah. And it started with Derrick Rose. But what people don't talk about is how many ACL injuries followed Derrick Rose after. 
with other players. Uh, Rondo tore his ACL. Lou Williams tore his ACL. There were a lot of, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but all of a sudden we started getting this, this epidemic of players tearing their ACLs. And it's like, is this the, and it now it's being dubbed the AAU movement because we got all these players playing all this AAU ball. Then they, they come into the NBA and their knees are shot. Yeah, their body's in condition right Yeah. At number four, the decision. Just just the aftermath of the decision, too. Just yeah. with, with the fans <laughs> burning the, the LeBron's jersey to the, the whole ceremony at Miami where LeBron's like not one, not two, not three. It, it was just the, the, the um, what's, what's the owner's name for, for Cleveland? I forgot. Griffin. Huh? Griffin. Not Griffin. Oh, the other guy. I forgot his name. Yeah, but anyway, um, his letter that he wrote saying that they would LeBron would never win a championship. It, it was just, it was, it was bad. And then the whole thing with LeBron trying to dress it up by doing this whole boys and girls club thing and the whole TV hour. It took a, a, sitting through a whole hour until he's able to make you know a decision, and it was just, it was trash. I didn't like the way LeBron did that. Poor PR move. But hey, it is what it is. Um, at number three, bad number one picks. <laughs> uh, there were a few good number one picks during the decade of the 2010s, but there were mostly a lot of bad ones too. And it, it, it was just, you know, if, if, comparison to other decades, man, this was a bad decade for number one picks. Um, at number two, Magic quits on the Lakers. <laughs> we had we had a few episodes dedicated to that. Um, if you missed them, go backtrack, listen to our thoughts on that. And at number one, Donald Sterling gets canceled by a commissioner, not a commissioner in the NBA, uh, Adam Silver. Biggest low light of the 2010s, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So I don't know if I took any of yours, but feel free. You took yeah, you took five. You took five. Yeah. What was your other two? No, you said you took five. Oh, I took five. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want me? To, I, I, you, you, you still gotta get your highlights. Yeah, I got, I got highlights. Uh, 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 you want me to mention my highlights too? Yeah, go ahead. Run the highlights. All right. So, uh, my highlights is the 2006 at number 10, 2016 dunk contest between Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. One of the best dunk contests I've seen since uh, Vince Carter back in 2000. That, that totally surprised me, totally, totally shocked me and everybody in the NBA world how great that dunk contest was. At number nine, JaVale McGee off Shaft and the Fool. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean that was Shaq, a good one. Good catch because I missed that one. Shaq and the Fool would be nothing without JaVale McGee. <laughs> he, he made that show, man. Man, he made it. He made it. I'm not even interested in, in, in Shaq and the Fool anymore. <laughs> Him and Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and uh, and Swaggy P. Oh, yeah, but not as much as the other two. Yeah, but they, they oh, man, Perkins was, man, Perkins was amazing. He was a le- he's a legend. He's a Shaq and the Fool legend, man. Uh, at number eight, speaking of Shaq, the Shaq Hot Chip Challenge. At, at number uh, eight as the best moment in NBA history, and I know it had nothing to do with actual NBA basketball, but that that you know him trying to keep a straight face after eating a, a hot Dorito, 
<laughs> and then later, Damian Lillard using it as an album cover. That was great. That was great. At number seven, still NBA on TNT related, Barkley. Epic story about uh, taking a bracelet from a random guy at the steam room. Have you oh, ever heard that one? Dude, I'm sending you the link after this show. That was one of the best dudes. Bar- Dude, Shaq was laughing so hard he had to get up from the podium. <laughs> it was so bad. He spit his water out, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, at number six, uh, Shaq versus Damian Lillard. Uh, at number five, Kevin Durant versus Russell Westbrook after KD uh, left the OKC Thunder to join the Warriors and all that drama. I, I thought those were great moments uh, to watch, especially during the ESPY Awards when Peyton Manning roasted both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Still classic to this day. At number four, oh, <laughs> Kevin Durant yeah. versus the internet. <laughs> oh my god! I enjoy Still going moment. on. I I remember. I, I just love it. Have you you you? Did you see the uh, Kendrick Perkins? Did you hear about the Kendrick Perkins Kevin Durant back and forth? Yes, yes. That was oh my god. Kendrick just he just escalated it. Dude, you can't sleep at night. <laughs> that is not something you say to a friend. No, it's not, dude. <laughs> it's like, man, Kendrick, tell him how you really feel. He he went nuclear, man. <laughs> and number three, Patrick Beverly versus Russell Westbrook. Always must see TV. Always. Some of the best moments, man. Ever since ever since Patrick Beverly injured Russell Westbrook in the playoffs, you know. That's going to carry on to the, to the tw- 20s. Yes. The 20s. Dude, it's it's a it's hilarious to watch, man. They they always find a way to go at it. At number two, Derrick Rose drops fifty uh, after all the question marks about his career, uh, resurrecting his career in Minnesota, dropping that fifty and, and giving that great uh, interview at the end. Definitely a great proud moment for me as a Chicagoan. And at number one, you're gonna love this one. At number one, my number one moment. Of the 2010s is my boy Lance Stevenson blowing <laughs> in LeBron James' ear. <laughs> yes, it's so appropriate to have a goat at the top of the list. It's so appropriate to have a goat. Like it's used for everything, everything. Like and and honestly, and if you go back and look at that series, go back and watch that series. Lance Stevenson performed very well. He did. That 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 what 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 game was that? It maybe not have been the, the blowing the blowing game, but the blowing, one of those one of those games he, he held LeBron down to six points. Right. The blowing game he killed, and they won. They won that game. That's the thing that nobody talks about. And on top of that, uh, that was the birth of Goose Egg Hibbert. Oh yeah. Dude, had it not been for Roy Hipper, Lance Stevenson would have a championship ring. Exactly. Exactly. Not Lance Stevenson. Larry Bird did made one of the worst decisions that a general manager slash president of basketball operations could have made. And that is getting rid of Lance Stevenson the following season. Yep. It was his fault that they lost to the Heat that year. When Roy Hipper, who's seven foot, what, three? Can't even grab a rebound, can't even block a shot, can't even score a basket. 
can't even get to the free throw line. I'm yeah. Sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. But go ahead, man. <laughs> All right, man. So I just I simplified mine, man. I just did 10 most memorable moments of the past decade. Like I said, you mentioned five of them already. Number 10 was D Rose's injury. It altered the the the, the, the the talent balance in the Eastern and Western Conference. It basically paved the way for LeBron to go to the finals every year after that. Um, that was just a terrible, terrible low light of the, the 20 teens. Derrick Rose is one of the, his career is one of the biggest what ifs, you know, ever. In sports, in sports, not just basketball. It's, um, it's comparable to Bo Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number nine, um, Curry's two MVPs. Um, one of those being the first unanimous MVP. Very noteworthy. Number eight, Charles Oakley getting kicked out of the garden. <laughs> Why they have to do my mans like that? All over ego, man. Oh, you don't do that to an OG. No. That's why New York will never will never be anything till they come yep. to terms with that. Number yep. se- number seven, the J.R. Smith play. Yeah. Um Hennessy Smith. You know Hennessy Smith. <laughs> 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 you know, just the memes and the and the gifts that came out of that. The look <laughs> on his face, like like with his eyes squinted. <laughs> I thought we was up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Number six, the Donald Sterling firing. That was a turning point for the league. That was that was a watershed moment because that really highlighted the difference between the NBA and the NFL. Had that happened in the NFL, nothing would have happened from that. He wouldn't have got he wouldn't have got fired. They would have been like, Well, he 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 owns the team. You ain't gotta play for him if you don't want to. You can't force him to sell. Yeah. Have you ever heard the have you ever listened to the 30 for 30 podcast of Donald Sterling? No. It is good, man. You need to listen to it, man. It's really good, dog. I listen to all four parts, man. It's it's mind-blowing, man. Okay. Okay. I'll it's, check, it's, I'll check it out. All right, number 5. The 2016 Golden State Warriors epic collapse. <laughs> you go 73 and 9. Uh you make history. You about you could you about to go down as one of the guys, as the greatest team ever assembled to play that basketball. Almost made my top ten too. You 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 go down three games to one against the Thunder. Come back, win three straight, knock them out. You go up three one on the Cavs, and then you drop three straight after that. That was an epic collapse. Epic collapse. One um, of the worst collapses in sports history. Yeah, hands down. Hands down. Number four, Damian Lillard shot against the Thunder. Number three, Kawhi shot against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Number two, KD's decision to go to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Because that had ramifications, of course. Sure and, of course, number one, LeBron's decision is televised uh, uh, selling out of Cleveland, of the city of Cleveland. Mm. Yeah. There you have it. There you have it. So, uh, yeah, that, that that that's a good list, man. That's a good list. Yeah, the, the, those, it's it's interesting that you got both KD and LeBron James at the top as far as their decisions because they were even I mean, a lot of people even debate those decisions. Which one was worse? You know, was LeBron's worse or was KD's worse? And, you know, all that stuff. Now, honestly, they're both bad. Yeah, they're both pretty bad. 
I would honestly like just being objective about it. Like I would say KD's was worse because LeBron didn't go to the Celtics. Exactly. That's that's, <laughs> the, that's the only thing. If I had to give leverage over, if I had to give Le- leverage over the KD decision as far as LeBron was concerned, I felt like LeBron Wade and Bosh pre-planned this. Oh yeah, that, yeah. It's Years that's been long established. But I will say this. Had LeBron not done what he did, I don't think KD would have did what he did. Exactly. But what made KD's even worse was KD criticized LeBron for doing it. Yep. And then he turns around and, and does it. So that it, it's so many bad. It's so many bad. Both of them were just bad decisions. <laughs> you can't even talk. We just live for. It. We just live with it, man. We just live. With it. <laughs> we get our popcorn. We sit on our couches and we watch it. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, up next, I got, and I don't know if you have this, Ian. I got uh, a couple of things, a couple of other ten top tens that I got. I'm gonna run through them real quickly. I got top ten plays of the year of, of the decade. I'm sorry. At number oh. ten, let me just breeze through these. At number ten, I got Greek Freak jumping over Tim Hardaway Jr.'s head. At number nine, I got Paul George dunking on Birdman in the playoffs in the conference finals. I got D. Rose dunking on Dragic in 2010. At number seven, I got Harden uh, crossing Wesley Jackson, Johnson and making him fall. Oh, yeah. At number six, I got DeAndre Jordan ending Knight's career. That dunk. <laughs> ending his life. <laughs> yes. Uh, at, game, at, at number five, I got game six, Clay. You can choose whichever series you like. Uh, at number four, Steph Curry's three in OKC in February of 2016, where uh, he hit that three from like almost half court. Yeah. Uh, at number three, D Rose game winner against the Cavs in 2015 or ah, one of those. Those at, were the days. Yep. At number two, <laughs> at number two, I got Damian Lillard's game winner in uh, that. Basically broke up the whole OKC franchise, and at number one, I got Kawhi Leonard's game winner against the Sixers. And no one, no Lance Stevenson. Hey man, <laughs> you know what? I forgot to edit this. I meant, you know what? I thought about that while I was out in field service today. I meant to put Lance Stevenson versus everybody. Yeah, you know what? Man, take he dunked on, on Giannis. He dunked on Giannis. Take take Greek, Greek freak out at number ten. Push the rest down. And at number one, I got Lance Stevenson. My bad, man. I apologize. Okay. That's, now, that's a list. Now, that's, yeah, that now list that's, is official. There we go. There we go. That <laughs> list is official, man. That list is official. And uh, for NBA Finals moments, uh, for the finals, I got KD Shadow on LeBron. Man, how many, how many top tens you got? <laughs> I got a bunch of them, man. I got a bunch of them. <laughs> this wasn't in the syllabus? <laughs> no, no. Hey, this is my last one. This is my last one. This is my last one. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we'll get to our instrumentals. <laughs> right, another list. Yeah, another list, man. Y'all got some homework to do, fans. We've been gone for five for, for a month and a half. <laughs> and, and, and this is just NBA Finals moments. I got, uh, again, I got KD's hitting his shot over LeBron to win his first chip. At number nine, I got Kawhi Leonard. Taking down two dynasties. At number eight, I got about darn time. LeBron winning his first title. At number seven, I got Steph Curry's game five against 2000 
against the war uh the Cavs in 2015 i want to just stop there real quick and i just want to make a statement about steph curry and you mentioned this on stay us when you talk about the unwarranted hate that steph curry receives people don't realize yeah andre iguodala won an mvp in 2015 finals but if steph curry doesn't drop 37 in game five in a series where all the pressure was on Steph Curry to win that game, because at that point, the series was tied at two. I don't think the Warriors win that series. No, no, without a doubt. So that, that to me, that is the, the forgotten game that people don't talk about. People always talk about, oh, Steph Curry, he struggled in the finals. And he, he, he's great, but he, he always is terrible in the finals. But that game five, of him dropping 37, that that was huge. That was huge. And, you know, without him having that game, they probably would have won that series. At number six, I got Metal World Peace hitting the game-winning three to beat the Celtics in 2010. Of course, at number five, a J.R. Smith blunder. At number four, LeBron's block. At number three, I got Kyrie Irving's three over LeBron's block because when LeBron blocked that shot, it was only a tie ball game. It wasn't like, you know... You know, Kyrie Irving hit the three to put it away anyway. That was a two-pointer that he blocked. So you can make debate which one was bigger. But I think Kyrie's three was bigger. Um, at number two, uh, Dirk and Jason Terry's epic finals performance in 2011, which we need to also take time to mention that uh, Jason Terry outscored LeBron James in that finals. Yes, he did. You know, for, for people that want to argue about who's the GOAT, uh, uh, Lance Stevenson never got outscored by, by Jason Terry. <laughs> <laughs> and at number one, Ray Allen saves LeBron's legacy with that three. Yes. Ray Allen and Chris Bosh, because Chris Bosh was clutch with that with oh, that rebound and that huge, kick out. Huge. And he got the block on Danny Green in the overtime, remember? Yep. So, yeah. LeBron had a lot of help with that with that, with that uh with that first championship. <laughs> I think that was his second. That was his second. Was that his second? Okay. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. Okay. That was his second. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that 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 about do it. I don't know if you have anything. That's all I got. Hey man. Yeah, I got nothing else, bro. It's <laughs> like the, the uh love the love the love below. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> but uh. Real briefly, we just had the, before we get into our instrumental our music segment, real briefly, I uh, just wanted to get your your picks for the for the uh, Super Bowl, man. Who, who you got winning the Super Bowl this year? Well, I originally had, before the games, um, I originally had Kansas City and Green Bay. Uh, now it's okay. Kansas City and, and, and um, San Fran. I mean, I get it. The, 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 the 49ers have a great defense and everything. There's no clear favorite because, you know, you got a great defense going against a great offense. But if I had to go off, if I got to go off quarterbacks and just what I've seen these quarterbacks do when under pressure, I'm going to give the edge to the Chiefs. I predict the Chiefs will win in a very close game. Okay. I got, I originally had Kansas City and San Francisco going to the Super Bowl. I just felt like San Francisco was the more complete team than Green Bay. Yeah, uh, oh man, Aaron Rodgers, those turnovers, man. He put up some big numbers in that game, but those turnovers hurt them bad. 
and like I, I just but but San Francisco I feel like if Kansas City can stop a freight train in Derrick Henry I think they should be able to you know even though San Francisco do a lot of misdirection run plays and they use their wide receivers in the run game too I think that Kansas City is going to be able to figure it out after two weeks and hey man Ed Reed's got to really, really come up with some good plays. Yeah, oh yeah, he does. He does. Because there was there were several moments during that Tennessee game where I'm like, all right, man, Tennessee, man, this y'all haven't really lost this game yet. You yeah. know, I, I don't know if they got cold because of the weather, but like it took a while before it was like, okay, this is gonna go. This is clearly gonna go Kansas City's way. Right. Yeah, Tennessee got off to a real good start. It looked like Tennessee was going to make... I mean, I knew Kansas City was going to come back, but I think it was going to be a little bit closer. And then Tennessee just... I don't know what happened, man. They just they just got a brain fart, man. They just, I think they honestly got cold. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They just... They I think just, the weather was, was, was a big factor. Now, going back to the Super Bowl, though, if Kansas City... I, I, what I'm scared of with Kansas City is that it's going to be a repeat of the Super Bowl a few years back when Carolina played Denver. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When I'm, the- I'm scared it's going to be a repeat of that where the 49ers just clown through their line and uh-huh. they're going to have my homies. They're going to have my, <laughs> gonna have my, my man, my homies on the run. They're going to be roughing them up. Mm-hmm. He's going to get frustrated. Uh, it, it could go that way. You know what I mean? It could. It could. You, you got a nice young quarterback who, who's yeah. mobile and can move around, use his legs. But you, he was he went up against a, a, a more than solid defense, and we saw what happened. And also, don't forget the other uh, Super Bowl with Denver and the Seahawks when you know Peyton Manning had that high-powered offense going up against the Legion of Boom. And man, that that game was over before it started. Yeah, the Legion of Boom dominated them. Yeah, Denver didn't even score until like the third quarter or something like that. Yep. So, yeah, I'm 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 hoping that doesn't happen. The only difference between those two two games and this game is that uh, Peyton Manning was the quarterback of Denver when Carolina lost to them. Russell Wilson was the quarterback when Seattle beat the Broncos. San Francisco got. Uh, Jimmy G, the the adult film star, <laughs> Jimmy G. Huh, I don't know, man. I, I don't trust Jimmy G, man. I just don't. I don't either. I definitely trust Mahomes more. Um, but we'll see, man. Like, like, don't count out that defense. Yeah, I, I love that defense. I love Bosa. Like they they got a real good defense. Richard Sherman is back in the. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so and he he don't forget, man. He he should have two Super Bowl rings, and he don't. Oh, yeah, he got cheated out of one by his coach. But we don't get into all of that. <laughs> That's another story for another day. I don't want to talk about that team anymore. And I'm not talking about the Seahawks. I'm talking about that other team that's not in the playoffs right now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, did you hear about the the Twitter beef? Between him and Darrell Revis, I heard some about man. But I wasn't really interested. Yeah, it was whack. It was whack, but you know, it is what it is. Before we go into our music table discussion, 
let's let's pause for a commercial break, shall we? Yes, sir. We'll be right back. All right, we back. All right, man. So we're going to get into our top 10 hip-hop instrumental albums of 2019. And I can't wait to hear yours, man. I've waited, waited so long for this. I'll I, I I be looking more forward to yours than naming mine's off because I know I'm missing out on some good instrumental. Oh, no, man. I'll be looking forward to yours, man. Like, <laughs> you, be, you be suggesting some stuff, some, some, of that, some of that Whole Foods music. But then some of, some of it... Some of it be banging, man. Some of it be banging. I'll be like, okay, okay, the vegans is, is hitting on something out there. Hey, man, every now and then I got to tap into what the vegans listening to, man. I, I, you know, I still like my meat, but, you know, every now and then. You got Paul, pause, pause. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I like tacos. <laughs> With steak, I like steak tacos, you know, but every now and then I want avocado taco, you know. Yes, ain't no homo. All right. So All right. you you, you want to go first? Uh, I'll let you go first, man. Okay, okay. So I man, dude, I got I got 15 albums, so I'm just gonna run through my honorable mentions real quick. And, and by the way, everything on my list is you can find these albums on Bandcamp. Bandcamp.com is my go-to source for dope underground hard to find music. Oh man, Bandcamp is amazing. Yeah. So all these albums are available on Bandcamp. Um, in in uh, honorable mention, I got this producer named Alpha Centauri, Rise of the Mantis. Oh, I'm sorry, Rise of the Ice Mantis. He does very Wu Tang inspired beats, dope tape. Uh, also, Jans Jansport J, All the Traction, No Chasing, pretty dope album. It's only got five tracks, that's why I didn't make my top ten. Also, Count Base D, Edibles. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Funky Cave Records. It's a it's a compilation album done by Funky Cave Records. It's called Boom Bap Overdose. And uh, that's actually, yeah, that does it for my for my honorable mentions. Just those four. And I, did, I did hear that uh, Count Base D project. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. Didn't quite make my top 10, though, but still good nonetheless. All right, number 10. This producer named Ice Rocks. Bunker Beats Volume 2. Good, good, dope. Hardcore boom bap instrumentals. Check it out. Number nine, a producer by the name of Milk Crate, the Winter EP. Um, it's just an EP with only with a handful of instrumentals on it, but it's still still pretty good music, worth rocking to. Number eight, also Milk Crate, with the album Good for Nothing, the instrumental version. So it's called Good for Nothing Instrumentals by Milk Crate. Number seven is also a compilation from this label called Chiba Chiba Records called the bake sale volume five very saucy instrumentals some heavily layered stuff some real soulful stuff the bake sale volume five number six i have brock berrigan the scenic group 
Number five, this producer I just got put up on. Um, you ever heard of this dude named The Expert, Rodney? No. Okay, The Expert. He did an instrumental album called Excursions. Came out like late summer. Very, very dope stuff. Um, saucy, it's saucy. Okay, I wrote that down. Number four, Pete Rock, Return of the SP-1200. Number three, this producer by the name of Elevator, E-L-E-V-A-T-A-H, The Soul Stack. This album came out of nowhere. I was intrigued by the album cover. Uh, I like the title. I'm like, man, let me check it out. Great, great beats on here. Elevator, The Soul Stack. Check that out. Uh, number two, Cooking Soul, Anthology Beats. 2005 to 2015 he's got two anthology beats um releases but this is the one with the blue cover and it specifically covers 2005 to 2015 that's cooking soul with anthology beats uh and then number one this producer that i've seen here and there that i've always checked out i don't know if i'm even saying his name right because he's from belgium figub braslovic First name F-I-G-U-B Last name B-R-A-Z-L-E-V-I-C The name of his album is Cassetta de Auf Some some stuff in, in Belgian I guess But dude this album is amazing Okay um, He's got other albums too That I strongly recommend you check out But his album was without a doubt The best instrumental yeah. album I heard in 2019 Send me a link of him man Send me a link That's, That sounds interesting Yes, yes, he's very consistent, very consistent. All right, that's my list. Cool, cool, good list, man. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to dive into that meal crate. That sound interesting. That bake sale sound interesting too. And then I'm gonna check out the expert as well. Yes, yes, you'll, you'll, you'll like, yeah, you'll like artists. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. I got some honorable mentions before I get into my top ten. Abstract Orchestra dropped uh, Fantastic 2020 Volume 1. They, they, they got two volumes of the Fantastic Song Village album. Um, but they, the, the first, the Volume 1, I like better. Um, so I'm, I, I use that as an honorable mention. Uh, Abstract Orchestra has been doing a lot of these, you know, instrumental orchestrated versions of classic hip hop albums that I've been digging. Uh, Oblive, Give Thanks. And I know you didn't really care for this project, but it was it was it, I, I I liked some of the uh, old school feel it had uh, to a lot of the instrumental placements on here. Uh, one two, Parada, really mellow instrumentals. Uh, didn't didn't make my list, but it was a decent listen. And then Talos, have you heard heard of this dude? Mm-hmm. He came out with a EP called Iridescent. It only has like six or seven tracks on there. What's his, how you spell his name? T-A-L-O-S and the name of the album is called Iridescent mm, okay. great instrumental album man almost cracked my top 10 but I just couldn't put it over the ones I, I got in my top 10 so getting into the 10 I got Lock Him uh, Classics Volume 2 it's an instrumental album but it's more of a house instrumental album uh, with a lot of different samples Really good. Uh, he came out with Classics Volume One. If you haven't checked out Classics Volume One, that's also a dope project too. At number nine, Pete Rock's Return of the SP Twelve Hundred. At number eight, I got E Jones' Dead Stock Volume Three. Ooh, good one. I forgot about him. Yep. 
At number seven, I got Bombed in the Blunt Shelter. Volume two is a compilation of different um, producers. Great boom bap beats on here, man. Just, just excellent. Up next, I got at number six is a short album, but I love every track on this album, man. Stro Elliott. You ever heard of this cat? Yes. You talking about moves? Yes. Yes. I like that, man. I did check out moves. I, I, I wish it was a little bit more consistent. Especially for an EP, it's like oh, you giving me five oh, tracks. Make sure they all, all five of them are bangers. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, Kev, Kev Brown at number five. Period, which is supposed to be his last album. I think he's gonna stop making music. Have you heard about that? I heard something like that. I, I ain't really a Kev Brown fan. He kind of put me to sleep. I, I did like his. Well, period is his last project that he dropped. It's actually pretty solid. Um, I think it's his most solid project he's put out in a while. So um, he's going out with a bang at least, if, if you ask me. DiBiase at number four, bonus levels at number three. I got Kayla Maestro with Lab Sounds. Really good album, really good instrumental album. At number two, I got Georgia Ann Maldro with Weto Two, Volume Two. That's been in rotation all year for me. That came out this year. Yeah, I thought that oh, came out last year. No, it came out there. That came out 2019, early 2019. Okay. And then at number one, I got Night Wonder Zion Four. Mmm. So I wish that was a little bit more consistent. I enjoyed it, man. I, I thought about I thought about including it, but it's like, okay, you're giving me 40 tracks, and it's, <laughs> and it's like it's like That's only true. like seven or eight of them are fire. I think it's more of them on fire for me, but I thought it was better than the, the, the Zion 3 project, which I was totally disappointed in. thought it was a waste of time. Uh, but Zion 4, to me, I think is one of the most solid projects. I, I didn't have, I think for me, I went into it with low expectations, but the more, I, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I was getting ready to listen to something else, but then I, I, I was like, all right, let me hear one more beat. And then I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm into that, you know. So I, I thought it was pretty dope. But yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have Brock Bear again on your list. I like the, I enjoy, you know what? I, that's what I meant to put in my honorable mention when you had mentioned Brock Bear again. I did like that project. I wasn't wild about it, but I, it, it was it was nice. I enjoyed it. Cool, cool. Yeah, nice list, man. I, I wrote all these down, man. I'm going to definitely check them out. Hey man, we ever gonna get to our serial dead space? Yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, I've been waiting for this, man. I've been waiting. Let's go. We I know. Time. I know. I know. I know, man. Like, like we keep we keep having to put it off. I'm like, man, when we gonna get to these serials? Hey man, hey, let's let, let's get it because we got some awards to give out. All right, all right. So for for my favorite serials, I do. I did it this way. I did my starting line. Okay. All right. All right, so these cereals are in my starting lineup. I need a box of them in the crib. At least one box of these in the crib at all times. I got honeycomb. I love honeycomb. My wife really loves honeycomb. She's going to be happy to hear this. Honeycomb is a highly slept on cereal. And it actually fills you up. Mm-hmm. And the, the boxes be like mad big. <laughs> yeah, and cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, Number number four, I got honey bunches of oats. Okay. It Tastes good and it's good for you. Num- number three, I got Honey Nut Cheerios. I think you're starting to see a theme with me, honey. <laughs> you like Pooh Bear, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, number two, um, I got Graham Oats. 
Graham O's is a cereal you can only find at Target for some odd reason. I remember but, you was talking of you've been raving about this cereal for the longest, man. Man, dude, it's the it's the Popeye's chicken sandwich of cereals. <laughs> and number one, I got corn pops. Corn, I, I never was a fan of corn pops. Oh man, they just they 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 nice. They they got just the right amount of like sweetness to them, but it's not overly sweet. Don't let them get stale though, because they get stale. It's like beat biting down the styrofoam. <laughs> but like, man, that's my that's my top five. Okay, got you. What's the worst theory you ever had? Oh man, hands down, it's two. It's two. <laughs> um, grape nuts. Ugh, grape nuts. And that, you probably never even heard of this other cereal. It existed only in my household growing up, man. You ever seen this cereal called Kashi? Ugh, no, it, it sounds disgusting. It's spelled K-A-S-H-I. It's basically, it's basically sugar smacks with all the sugar, sweetness, and delicious flavor taken out. My father used to buy it because they were like a great source of fiber or something. And like, Man, like, and I thought I thought they were gonna taste like sugar smacks because of how they look. I pulled myself up a big ball of them, get, dip my spoon in, get a big old spoonful. I bite down on that mess too. Oh. <laughs> I almost threw up, man. Because you know my father's real health conscious and all of that, man. Yeah, it's called Kashi. It's the worst thing ever, man. Mm. And shredded wheat, man. I hated shredded wheat. It's like a, just a big chunk of just. Whatever, and you gotta break it up in the bowl. Oh no! no you put it, you put, you put it in the milk, and you have to break it up with your spoon. It's like, oh, that's what too is much this? Work. That's too much work, man. I'm in bacon. And anything in a bag, man. Anything in a bag is like dog food. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even put it in a box. <laughs> yeah, man, that's trash. So, with that said. Overrated cereal. What would you say is the uh, label that's overrated? Man, I don't get the I don't get the hype of Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I knew you. I know you too well, Ian. I knew you was gonna say Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. It's not even real sugar they put on them. <laughs> it's some side. It tastes like they put Splenda on them or something, man. It's like it don't they don't taste right, and it just flakes, man. It's like. I'd rather just get some cornflakes and cut up some bananas and some strawberries and throw that in there than eat Frosted Flakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Frosted Flakes. I, oh. Favorite? It's not my number one favorite, but yeah, you know. You know what? Frosted Flakes is that to get by cereal. Like, like it's like, oh, I, I ran out get of... Get by on what, though? Like, like what, what, why does that cereal exist? So Frosted Flakes is like the last choice. No, never that. Never that. Ugh. Hey, I, you know what? There's so many other good cereals out there before I get to Frosted Flakes. <laughs> that is true. That Frosted Flakes is definitely not the best cereal out there. I'm a, I got full disclosure. I've never been a huge fan of cereal, period. Like, really? No. No, I always grew up making cooking breakfast. I, I, every now and then I would eat cereal You know, my, my sister was more of a big cereal person than I was But if I was to eat cereal, it, it definitely would I like honeycomb, I like, you know, cinnamon toast crunch 
you know, is is pretty good. Uh, Apple Jacks. Yes, Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks that's is good. That's my sixth man right there, Apple Jacks. You know what I used to eat a lot back in the day, was, and that's my grandma because I was over my grandma's house and she didn't have nothing to cook except that plain Special K, which is the worst cereal ever, and and uh, kicks. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I eat kicks. And it, it's not bad. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah, kicks was kicks was kicks is like plain potato chips. Plain yeah. <laughs> packet. There's some chips you 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 got when you would go to the Jay's factory as a kid. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey you want some chips? Yeah, take a bag of chips. Dude, yeah. Whole bag for me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mom, this this place is so cool. Right. And every time you drive past, you're like, "Oh, mom, can we go to the Jay's factory?" No, we're going there, to eat. Right. Right. <laughs> got time to stop there <laughs> how your grandma take you <laughs> dude man no nah, man i'm good i'm good but yeah i've never been a big cereal guy man never yeah i i eat it but it's like man, so what's, I, your, what's what's the nastiest cereal you didn't have oh the nastiest i'm gonna tell you an overrated cereal wheaties yes wheaties was terrible wheaties was disgusting wheaties, wheaties was terrible I thought it was something. I thought it was the best. You know, back in the day when you had Michael Jordan talking about some, you better eat your Wheaties. Right. Talking about some, you better eat your Wheaties. Wayne Gretzky talking about some, yeah, better eat your Wheaties. Man, that was that was the best campaign Wheaties could have had because there was no way you were getting kids to eat that. Man, dude, I'm I'm sitting there like, oh, I could be a good basketball player if I eat Wheaties. So I. I Pressured my mom into buying Wheaties and everything. And my mom bought Wheaties. <laughs> and it's expensive, too. It's mad expensive. Nah, nah, Why is Wheaties expensive? Dude, it is, man. Growing up, like, now that I shop and go grocery shopping, I see why my mom fought me on buying Wheaties. Because it's expensive. It, it, it's expensive. And then you get the... It, man, I got the Wheaties, man. I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to be pooping after this. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I got my Reebok pumps. I got my Wheaties. I got my Wheaties. I twirled my spoon like, man, this is about to go down. Put, dump my spoon in there. Took that first bite. And I was like, what? It's like cardboard, man. Oh, it's awful, dude. I was like, you know what? Hey, man, I'm gonna be a barber when I grow up. I'm trying to throw that junk straight in the trash. <laughs> Wheaties was yeah, I concur, man. Wheaties was terrible. Man, Wheaties is trash. Dude, dude we bought so much hype back in the day because of athletes, man. I remember my first time I tried Gatorade, man. Like thinking like, oh, oh. I, could be, I could be like Mike, man. It was like, man, it's like only good when you when you're done playing, and even then it tastes like. Ugh. Yeah, it takes a couple of years to really get used to the taste because it's yeah. like I'm thinking it's about to taste like lemonade or juice or something, man. It's like, man, this tastes like backwash. It's like trash, dude. Trash. And then it came out with that power aid that tastes even worse. I was like, man, this is what? What? <laughs> nah, I'm good. I just drink water. I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, I yeah, I just rather drink water. Yeah. Yeah. But that. There you have it, man. We finally got the dead space. Real quick before we move on to our rewards, I did finally try the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and it is amazing. <laughs> not, worth, not worth getting shot over. 
It's not worth getting shot over, but it, 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 it's good. It's really good, man. That's what's up. That's what I'm glad you liked it. You tried the spicy one? I didn't do the spicy. I did the original. Oh, dude, you got to do the spicy one. Yeah, okay. I'll try the spicy one next time I go. Take it up to another level, Rodney. Yeah. See, I my, sister, my sister-in-law got it for me. So I didn't pay for it, you know. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, this is good. Try the spicy. If you think that was good, mm. try, try the spicy. I'll try it. You, you might be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll stab someone over this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. I'm going I'm to do that next time, man. But let's get into these awards, man. Uh, starting with the milk carton award, man. Who you got? Chandler Parsons. Man, dude, did you hear about the accident? Yeah. What did I tell you? Ooh. Can't stop the profit. Yeah, I said he wasn't gonna be in the league two years ago. Yeah. Why is everybody overhyping this dude? They were using him to, to recruit players to the team and what? I'm like, Chandler Parsons is a flash in the pan, dude, man. He's not a transitional talent. Like, why is everybody jumping up and he had that one good playoff series? <laughs> Remember on Game of Zones <laughs> when Harrison Barnes uh, was going got traded to Dallas and they was talking to Mark Cuban. And uh, he was serving them Chandler Parsons ribs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I exploded laughing. <laughs> that was crazy. But yeah, man. Chandler Parsons, dude. What a waste of money. Waste. I ain't even going to say waste of talent because I don't even think he was ever that talented. Me neither. So... My milk card award goes to of late the Houston Rockets, man. They've been getting their butts handed to them lately. If y'all had yeah, as of today, as of this recording, I think they've lost four straight. Yes, they have. And James Harden is playing like trash. How you go one for 17 from three? Hey, man, it's James Harden, man. Like, you know, he's done this before. He's just gone cold like that before. Uh huh. We didn't talk about Russell Westbrook, but like he's another one who falls into that tradable category. But um, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him not finish with the Houston Rockets this year. And can we and can we give props to the OKC Thunder? Where and, and and we've made a lot of predictions, some bad, some good, but none of us saw OKC in the playoff line. Man, dude, man, like like I was dead wrong about them they need to just make a go with paul george like i'm not paul george chris paul Chris um, paul. yeah you, you know what would be perfect it's not gonna work out this way because they're not the seeds ain't gonna fall this way i doubt but um it would be great if we got a houston okc series I in the first that. round because okc would probably win they would they would they would and it would be sweet revenge for chris paul sweet revenge he already got a kick out of winning that game the other night. Yeah, I don't know if you saw him showboat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, say what you want about Chris Paul. You can love him. You can hate him. But, hey, man, the man, the man everywhere he goes, man, they, the team's find a way to win, man. They might not win. They might not win championships, but they get in the, they in the mix all the time. Yep. So, uh, Shouts out to OKC. Uh, you played yourself a war. Mines go to the Houston Astros and everyone involved in this whole videotaping, sign-stealing scandal, dude. 
that situation is so nasty. I've been following this story for the last week, man, and it is criminal what these dudes did to win out of those games. They went, they went James Bond with they mess, man. Man, <laughs> man, Mission Impossible. I mean, they got they wearing buzzers. You got Altu Jose Altuve talking about some don't rip my jersey off or the buzzer gonna pop out. Like what? Like this is these dudes were kind of genius, but. Uh, you know, of course, you had a whistleblower. You know, you had a Henry Hill. You know what I mean? Somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody had to snitch. You know, you had, I mean? you had a Takashi six nine. You had a Takashi six nine. You know, like man, and dude, it's 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 horrible, man. Three coaches then lost their jobs. Like Adrian Beltran, uh, or was it? Is it? Am I right? Adrian Beltran, whatever. His yeah. Name. No, he was with the Mets. He right. Well, he was supposed to coach the Mets, but he played. Carlos Beltran, I'm sorry. Carlos Beltran played for the Astros that year they won a championship. He was supposed to be the manager of the New York Mets, but he ended up getting fired before he even got started because of this whole thing. Because he of his involvement with the with the recording and, and stealing signs. So man, and then did you see the video footage of of I saw this one skit of a video footage where the Houston Astros was playing the White Sox and the pitcher for the White Sox had noticed that he kept hearing a banging of the garbage can every time he threw a change up mm. and he ended up calling the catcher up and conversating with him like, hey, man, let's change some things up because I think they know what we're about to throw. Wow, dude, it's crazy, dude. Crazy! It was a regular season game against the White Sox, dude. It was crazy, man. So, yeah, you played yourself, Houston. Do you back. played you played yourself, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> First, with the with the comment about yeah, you know, it's pretty glaring. Our, 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 what we need to be a championship team, but you know, we just need one more piece or two more pieces to go with myself and KD and this guy and that guy. And he proceeds to name four more people on the team. And leaves out the other two thirds of the team. So now they all looking at him like, "Oh, really? Like, so we 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 trade base." <laughs> yeah, that was. Then terrible. he has to. Then he has to walk it back and has enough nerve to get to get uh, 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 aggressive about it. You know what I mean? Like, 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 oh, you all need to stay out of our locker room. It's like, no, you didn't put us into it. You let us know how you felt about these guys. They chopped liver to you. All, 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 in your eyes, you just need KD and you and a couple other people and, and and these other pieces. It's like, guess what, dude? They made the playoffs without y'all. Y'all were the pieces. Right. Right. <laughs> you just don't get it, do you, Kyrie? And then, then when people criticize you, oh, they criticize Dr. Martin Luther King. Oh, my God, dude. Why you got yeah, to man? Come on, dude. I know Come you on. weren't comparing yourself to King, but that's what people are going to say. You're you're, 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 you're you're evoking somebody great to and, make yourself look better. And I t- I'm a, I, okay. I'm gonna put on my profit hat too, because the year that he got traded, and what well, well, he begged for a trade, got traded to Boston, and he had that press conference. I said it. I said it right after the press conference. I said this was the the conclusion that I drew from that interview of that introduction to the Boston Celtics. I said Kyrie Irving think he Jesus. Oh wow! Jesus, he really thinks he's like Christ. He, th- I, I th- honestly, I think Kyrie Irving 
is agnostic. I think he believes that he is the higher source of creation. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's that. If I, I don't know if I take it there, but I but I do believe he believes in some sort of form of hotel mumbo jumbo, like. Oh, just visualize everything in your mind positively and it'll work out. Like, that's how I do think. It's like, dude, we're going to talk about you. When, you're, when your team's win percentage is better without you, we're going to talk about you. When, you're, when your plus minus is negative 29 when you're on the court, we're going to talk about you. <laughs> when you say, yeah, these people need to be on the team next year, but I'm not going to mention nobody else. Yeah, we're going to talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. When you go to Boston and you flame out in a perfect turnkey situation, we're going to talk about you. Yeah. When when Kemba Walker is constantly putting up a really good game in Boston, we're going to talk about you. So, dude, get over yourself. But I got to move on. We, we got to move on. Essence of Otis Award. I'm sorry. I'm spraying it on Kyrie Irving. Uh, nobody came to see you, man. Ain't nobody coming to see you. Ain't nobody coming to see the Brooklyn uh, Nets. <laughs> Dude, you, you, your teammates ain't coming to see you. And then my next, uh, I'm, I'm spraying this on two people. Darrell Revis, shut up, dude. You're, you're at the crib. You know, Richard Sherman's a great player. You don't need to be criticizing a dude that's only, because he's only playing one side of the field. If he's good at it, that means that's good game planning. You know what I mean? Like, why are you sitting on the, on the couch trying to criticize this dude? Y'all both got rings. You know, get over yourself. Get over yourself, dude. Like... You yeah. want the ring with the Patriots. You're at the crib chilling. Just just watch football and enjoy it, man. You don't need to be all critical. Man, that's just the oldest, man. Any, any NBA player doing the video bomb during the post-game interviews on another player. I'm, 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 Are they I'm doing getting, Chris Bosh stuff? Yeah, man. I'm getting so tired of that. And it was it was, it was was lame when Chris Bosh was doing it. Yeah. Man, stop doing that, y'all. If I see y'all doing that, I'm going to punch you in your face if I see you in the streets. <laughs> Choke with your goofy self. Like, <laughs> doing interview bombs. Man, get out of here with that. Ain't nobody coming to you. <laughs> so, uh, we got the... Come come on down. We, we, we got uh, fresh... We got fresh African oil sticks available for all three of you. Well, not well... Two for Kyrie, one for Kyrie Irving, one for Darrell Revis, and the rest of the NBA players involved in this this nonsense that goes on at the games. Cuddy Award. I actually do not have a Cuddy Award right now. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, my Cuddy Award goes to Jalen Brown for dunking on LeBron James. Nasty. LeBron got all that poster. <laughs> he got all that poster. <laughs> I mean, and and stared him down right after the dunk. It, LeBron has a thing for getting dunked on by Celtics players, man. <laughs> it, it is first, you know, Jason Tatum, and now now Jalen Brown gets you. Like, man, LeBron, you need to you need to cool it out, dude. You're not a shot blocker, so you know you do the chase. You got the chase down, block down, pack, but you can't block people head, head up, dude. That's just not gonna happen. Matthew, I mean, Jonathan Brogdon got him uh, uh, one year. On a reverse dunk, like dude, you can't. You're not good at that. You're not good at that, dude. But uh, it's a shame award, man. It's a shame what happened to the Sosa at Kansas uh, uh, State. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man. Yeah, oh, he was with Kansas. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kansas, Kansas, man. That uh, that's a um. Woo. Man, Bill Self, man, Bill Self looked at like Bill Self looked like he wanted to commit suicide after that one. That was rough, man, and it was so uncalled for, man. It, it was, was so. Man. It's like, dude, you won Ain't the game. So. Dude, dude steals it. He's about to lay it up. Yeah, he didn't need to do that, but you didn't need to stare him down after the block. Then you pick up a chair in the ensuing melee. Right. It's like, come on, dude. And everybody's talking about Sosa because, yeah, he he was a prime part of it. But there were at least two, three other Kansas players that need to be suspended as well. Oh, they was all up in there doing their best impersonation of Steven Jackson. They were stumping down whoever was on the ground, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, that That was, that was inexcusable, man. You know, um, and you know, people are like, "Yeah, well, you gotta remember they gay college kids, this, this, and that." I'm like, "Yeah, I get all that. I've made unwise decisions. I've I've beat people up. You know, I've had to t- I, I've had to put the paws on clowns before, but like, you know, that was just the the stakes are so high because now it's spilling into the audience. It's in the disabled section." You know, it's all types of innocent bystanders around, and you just you just persistent. You know what I mean? Like, know when it's fought, when the fight is over, man. Yeah, yeah. Know when the fight is over. Just just leave it alone, man. Yeah, crazy, man. It's also a shame what happened to the Packers and the Titans over the weekend, man. Shouts out to you know Aaron Rodgers, another great season, but. Unfortunately, the Packers are out of there. Titans. Oh, oh, my apologies, Larry, if you listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, again, it's a shame what happened. A shame what happened to Delonte West, man. That, hey, it, it, you know, get your get your life together, man. Get your life together. <laughs> it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good at all, son. Hey, somebody needs to. Some of these witnesses need to bump into him during street work while he uh out begging for money or something. Try to reach him. Hey man, maybe Darren Collison could talk to him. <laughs> Somebody. Cause uh it's a wrap for that dude, man, if in the at the direction he's going. But uh that ends our awards, man. Real quick before we close out the show. You got any hidden vibes you want to share with the with the fans in? Oh yes, man. This uh this project, this mashup project, I've been checking out called uh, Shades of Black, the Mad Star album. It's a compilation of like most definitely Kwali on top of Madlib instrumentals. Hey, I, I, I did check that out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fire. I like it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice, nice little change up. Uh, I also got a album from. It just got released in 2019, but stumbled across the last week, man. And I've been vibing off this. Uh, is this cat named Ash Walker? You ever heard of him? No. Yeah, Jamaican, Jamaican cat, but it's it's not Jamaican music. Uh, it's it's real. Uh, it's it's simple to his style. Remind me of T3 Corporation a little bit, but he's, he can actually sing, you know. But it's a combination of vocals and instrumentals. Oh, okay. Oh, man. It's, it's called Aquamarine uh, Came out last year Of 2019 Came out in July actually It's only 39 minutes Short album but uh, it's got about 12 tracks on here That's really good man So 
uh, check it out whenever you get a chance. Okay, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. And that wraps up our show, man. Hey, we're gonna try try to do more episodes. We gotta finish this bracket soon. Yeah, we gotta get Chris back on the show. Yes, definitely, definitely. But thank you, Ian, for taking time this Wednesday for you know doing a podcast, doing the show, and uh, hey, stay tuned for more episodes, man. We got All Star Weekend coming up. We got Super Bowl coming up. So be looking forward to some more episodes. Don't forget to check out. Our, our last year's episode, but with the Super Bowl party uh, commandments. Yes, yes. Revert back to that. Definitely. <laughs> All those who are having Super Bowl parties this year, be 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 good to check that out. Also, check out the beats at the end, too, of the show. That doesn't stop. And, again, if you haven't listened to the Brother Sanders mix, I, I need you to do yourself a favor and listen to those mixes. Absolutely. I have fire. There's fire right there. Definitely, definitely. Um, also for a future idea uh, I, I'm, I'm working on some things uh, For a future episode But uh, I'm trying to get Cuddy on the show <laughs> Trying to get an interview with Cuddy on the show so, hey, He's a hard man to get a hold of Hey you're a hard man He's a busy man man But one day I'm going to get him on the episode man. He might have to find him in Juanita's house <laughs> <laughs> Yeah man might have to. <laughs> well, I need to gotta be what fifty now. <laughs> 50, sixty. 60. <laughs> yeah, sixty. Some that was in the seventies, right? Yeah, yeah. Sixty, sixty years old at this point. Seventy years old. So, well, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's it, man. Uh, also, tune in to vibes and stuff as well. Yes. Yes, yes, we're going to be back soon. All right, y'all. Well, with that said, I got to go cut these heads. And, uh, you know, I know Ian got to do some other stuff. Yeah, my hand in the streets moving and shaking. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Peace, 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 All the old paintings on the tomb, they do the sand dance, don't you know? If they move too quick, away, away. they're falling down like a domino. To the hookah pipe say